Oh, okay. So yeah. Okay. yeah. I feel I'm always in Brooklyn, so that's what I was about to say. Brooklyn, that'll do it. Little, yeah, little Brooklyn. Yeah. I yeah. just, I just can see the Tim, the boots on your feet right now. And see the Tim's right in the closet. We ain't gonna take those out. We ain't gonna pull those out right now. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's funny. I love how you have a um the Spider Man to the Spider Verse shirt on. Oh yeah, I mean, definitely. Or else is from Brooklyn as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Right Obviously, the first preliminary shit we got to ask all the guests we have on kind of going through the timeline of their career or whatever they do is your beginnings of YouTube. Like, how did you start? What made you want to start? Can you give me all about the preliminary stuff? It's so funny how this actually began. It all started back in about in 2013 because I remember wanting to actually do YouTube and do videos because I watched people like um I watched people like Dashy XP back then before he was Dashy Games I watched um Gang Rums Maximilian do um cross counter a bunch of fighting game channels so I was like I feel like I can do this and a lot of my friends always did tell me I have a personality for stuff like this so I started out doing just like random gameplay videos I remember my first video I ever recorded was from what it was um fucking Sonic 3 and Knuckles <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like yo I'm gonna start out with like my favorite game ever I remember I got I was drunk one night at the plugging at the fixing up my entertainment center I was like you know what I feel like I can do this right now I deleted that shit the next day like nah this ain't, this ain't it this ain't it <laughs> so my my first few months on YouTube just trying to get my feet wet, just recording and uploading random gameplays and things like that. Random, you know, playthroughs. Among Us came out and oh, I started yeah. doing arcade runs for that and they blew up and it it was like my first um, surge of subscribers and like my first real quote unquote exposure on YouTube. So that right. went along for a while. And then um, I kind of took a break for a good minute up until maybe late 2014. I wasn't on it as much. Um, and then I remember Mortal Kombat X being announced and things like that. And by that time, I decided I just want to do um, I just want to do fighting games. Yeah. So I saw Mortal Kombat X was, you know, being pushed and things like that. So I was like, how can I go about making content for this video? And then I was like, the YouTuber Maximilian, he does these things called reaction videos. I want to try to see how that works. So I did one and everything pretty much took off from there. But there was a there was a um, caveat to that because when you do one reaction video, people want you to react to everything. Right. Mm. Yeah. So at one point, I was just basically a reaction channel. Which is not even just fighting games or video games or anything like that, but just like random stuff until <laughs> I was like, I don't, I'm not feeling this. So I right. got out of that. So I dropped those completely. I, I was by, by like 2015, yeah, late 2015, I was like, I'm gonna just drop this completely. And people were like, you're gonna alienate half your audience and people who are here for you for this. I'm like, I'm willing to take that risk. This is not what I wanna do. Right. So then um, I started just like strictly fighting games. Like, this is what I want to do. This is what I love doing. And I feel the, the most creative doing things like this. Right. Like the way I learned how to edit and all of these techniques and everything like that. And I'm able to put my full personality into my gameplay videos as opposed to just sitting here watching videos and things like that. So I had a lot more fun doing that. And then years passed and I'm just like progressing and progressing and everything until we got to um 2016 where all the King of Fighters BS started. 
And <laughs> well, funny it's, thing, it's so funny to hear you say King of Fighters BS because King of Fighters is like it's a huge game. They just released 15. Yeah, recently. exactly. Um, and, and I know my co-host like, wasn't wasn't as familiar with that series, but it's 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 one of those series that's bigger, I guess, the further you go east. Is um, bigger KOF is bigger in um Hispanic speaking countries. Mm-hmm. What in Spanish speaking countries like Mexico, Brazil, just like just South America, the things like yes. that. But for whatever reason the US is it's not as big in the US. No, not at all. It's the biggest it's ever been right now because of KOF 15. Right. Okay. So I, yeah. I gotta ask this question too. Uh, and this is an important question uh, mm. for, for Mr. Brooklyn himself. Who is your main of mains though? Is your is it Terry? I know you did a, uh, obviously pretty much an expose on Terry Bogard. Yeah, I did. Uh, I, know you like to choose, uh, I know you like to choose Chris as well, but who is your main of mains? My main of mains is is probably Yuri Sakazaki and Kyoku Sanagi. Those are my top two in every KOF game. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because Yuri reminds me almost of like a like like Sakura's like older sister. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like she's a she's a precursor to um the Sakura from Street Fighter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, right on, right on. Yeah, but she she requires skill. You can't be like a. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not like something. She has just a bunch of stuff that you just have to work on because she's not one of those traditional characters or those traditional Shoto characters that you see in um, Street Fighter or anything like the other characters that's that uses her style in KOF. Right. She has a lot of differences in comparison to those those characters. Mm-hmm. So the thing she does gravitate it like I gravitated towards that a lot more because it's really goofy and gimmicky and I love stuff like that. Like it's <laughs> stupid. No, I feel you. I feel you. So we, uh, I learned from one of your early previous videos that you said your prim- primary love is music, like you're a musician by trade. Yeah. How do you how how did well, how did that start? And then how do you go about using putting that love and passion for music into your videos? Or did you do that at all? Music started back in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, in two thousand, I'm too I'm like old as hell. Music started in. 2001 2002 I used to rap with a bunch of my friends back in middle school and I just kept going on going along with that until um 2002 2003 I learned how to make my own beats like I don't rap as much anymore but I still do produce I still audio engineer and things like that and for one I am extremely OCD when it comes to sound quality especially Mm. in my videos I went to school for audio engineering so when I'm doing my videos, if it doesn't sound the way I want it to, I'm like freaking out. Like, okay, everything has to be balanced a, a specific way and things like that. And as far as incorporating music into my videos, I do have um sections where, not sections, I do have videos where I where I am um like live producing a beat and things like that. Um, I put some of my music in my videos, things like that. It's just like slow ways of exposing my current audience to what I actually want to do with my life and my careers and things like that. Right. Absolutely. Right on. We may have to talk business on music later on. Oh, definitely. (laughs) 
Because we're, we're running low on beats. We usually, we try to, yeah. for our videos we do, we always try to have background music because, again, I'm a music head myself. Mm. Our other co-host, he, uh, Otis, he loves music as well. So I try to incorporate some into there. But then we only have so much copyright-free beats. Because oh, yeah. the thing that'll kill me is that I'll go on YouTube and see all these producers with some fire-ass, like, mm. cold-type beats or different remixes of different anime or movies that I love. And they're all copyrighted. And I can't use any of them. Yeah. Yep. Fam, I made a beat at one point that I put on YouTube and it was false copyright claim because he used the same exact sample another producer used for one of his beats. Wow. I'm man. like, how? <laughs> right. I'm like, I didn't even know you existed. What the hell? <laughs> Come at me. I made this up. <laughs> right. I'm assuming he didn't let that go either. I'm like, he kept that copyright claim. I think he did. I don't think it was ever resolved. That's crazy. You, yeah, that's that's YouTube copyright that system for yeah, you. That thanks YouTube as always. <laughs> yeah, you're right though. I mean, audio in and of itself is some of the most important things. I was just uh, on a set with the with the dude who was doing the who's running the, obviously the boom and uh, handling all the audio and mixing mm. everything else there. And he was uh, the director was like, that guy right here is our single most important aspect of this entire film. We can pretty much get by with everything else, all of the crap on here, but without having with having bad audio. No one cares what your movie is. No one knows I'm nah. They'll turn it off in a minute. So it, this is, it really is overrated. Uh, this underrated. is one. This is one of the main things I like. Even before I started, when I before I started doing everything that I'm doing right now, I always have to make sure I had a decent microphone. I had yeah. decent levels to anything that I'm doing. I already know how to use certain effects and everything like that. I just needed everything to sound good. Just in case I can't be on camera, I don't want to sound like I'm talking through a water bottle or a tube or something like that. Or right. to a PlayStation microphone, like I can't stand it. <laughs> so, as, as the bus comes over, PlayStation, just throw it, throw it right I in swear to God, <laughs> we had similar, or at least I had similar stuff starting out, and I had to try to get uh, with some other colleagues of mine to kind of recommend different mics and stuff like that for me. How did you kind of get to your final destination as far as like your mic quality? Did you already kind of have this information? Or how did you go about finding it? Um, as far as the mic quality and everything, since I do audio engineer, I had prior knowledge to microphones and things like that. What sounds good and um, would it be good for this specific setting as opposed to a, a, a quote unquote recording studio setting? Mm -hmm. So I did some research, um, went to a couple of um, YouTube videos like, OK, I need this microphone in comparison to this microphone. And you know how they do live um, testing and things like right. that. So I listen to what sounds what sounds the best raw without effects and compression and things like that. And whatever sounds good, that doesn't, you know, kill your entire bank account. I just went with that. Right. So right now I'm, I'm using the um, AT. I think this is a 2021. Before I was using I was using um, I, I initially went with a blue snowball. Yes, yeah, yeah, I had the snowballs back then. Yeah, I think we, all, I think we all were there at one yeah, point. Yeah, that's, that's everyone's first mic is a snowball, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, like I went with that for a while until I made enough money doing YouTube to buy different audio equipment because I didn't want to use what I was using to record people at my house. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, like yeah. we have. I think I, got, I know I have an eighteen. I forgot what model it is, but it is what it is. Um, yeah. Early information I saw from one of your videos. You said you started in twenty thirteen, but I saw a video that you posted a while ago that talked about you starting YouTube in 06 and like having multiple channels. How did that? Why do you know this? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's behind. No, I got my source. This. Yeah. Um. 
back in 06, this was before I even wanted to take YouTube seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, YouTube was pretty small back in 06. Yeah, back small. in 06, 07, whenever it was, I used to just do, just put random videos. Like I would be, I would be rapping. I would just talk about random stuff. I had no specific direction that I wanted to go. So it was just, oh, hey, I did this video with no type of editing or anything like that. I'm going to just throw it up here and just see how it's received and things like that. Either that or I would just throw up random music that I that I recorded and just put it on YouTube. Right. Right. It, it's funny, though, too, because it's in a way you were able to you almost you, you were you weren't worried about anyone kind of criticizing your work back in 06. Yeah. But the, what you do now with all the videos you have of you fighting, fighting games are very competitive by nature. Mm-hmm. And so are you ever worried about how you will be received when people see, people watch you fighting if you're like if you see oh my gosh this guy isn't as good as, anybody, as somebody else or like you no know, at Evo competitions when everyone's like are so hardcore about being able to pull off crazy moves do you ever worry about that? That comes with the territory that's something you gotta not worry about as much especially when you're in the fighting game space because the the general audience when they look at um specific people on YouTube playing fighting games they're gonna expect you to be at a specific level they're gonna expect you to know the best tech or the best moves and the best kind combos and things like that but if you keep if you worry about stuff like that on a constant basis it's just gonna it's gonna hinder you yeah like because you're gonna worry about you're gonna be worried about how good you're looking as opposed to how good the video actually is like you got to keep a a specific focus when it does come to fighting games even though you're you're, you are gonna get people who are gonna criticize whatever you do no matter no matter how much, no matter how good you are doing, there are people say, oh, you're winning too much. This has got to be fake. You're cutting out your losses. <laughs> oh, you're losing too much. You're trash. Oh, that combo was trash. You could have did this. It's just like, it's an echo chamber. So right. you just got to get out of that space, get into your own space and enjoy what you're doing. Like, I don't consider myself good. I consider myself decent in, in fighting games at best. But the way I can make my videos, I can make it like funny. I could put like dumb edits and things like that. I just want to make it enjoyable and funny. I'm not trying to look like I'm trying to compete in, in EVO or any other tournament or things like that. Right on, right on. And have you ever had it happen where, I mean, you don't have to tell us if you don't want to, we can edit this out. But have you ever had it happen where you rage quit, like someone beat you so bad or you lost so bad and you like a fight you said, I'm done, it's kind of rage quit. No, no, I've had fights where I got my ass whooped and I made it look as funny as I possibly can. Like that, getting your ass whooped is content. People don't understand that. That is content. Like if you get beat in the worst way, make it the best you possibly can. Like you don't have to rage in order to have people watch you like it's, right. it's not necessary good right. point good point yeah that's a real good point speaking of evo and uh and all those those competitions have you ever competed professionally or any like tournament or anything like that i've i've competed in evo my only my only um competition was evo 2019 and i've done one or two online online tournaments evo there's some pressure at evo because yeah you're you're amongst killers from all over the world just there all trying to get to in the person, same spot yeah. yes in person yeah. personalities are out there <laughs> anime yeah. tournament oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> smoke everywhere that's crazy Man, yeah. look, it's like going to it's like being in dragon on and going to the the Budokai tournament like you just see <laughs> yeah. all these random factions and groups and everybody's in in different setups playing different games you're like oh god which one of these do i gotta play right all right yeah since that one that big moment that uh that moment on street fighter 3 
with the Perry, since then it's been like it's been very. It was that's like a '90s thing too. It's been the, so hardcore. The fans are really, really hardcore about Evo since then. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Justin Wong and Daigo. Bad yeah, Daigo, the Daigo. Yeah, the Daigo Perry. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we yeah. know you post a lot of King of Fighters uh, content, but do you have a particular fighter that you kind of just go back to recurrently? I go to I go to a lot. A lot of them just don't get posted on YouTube. I'm I'm a like I like a lot of old school fighting games. Like my mm-hmm. favorite is will always be Cap, um, Capcom versus SNK two. Nice. Then nice. sometimes you sometimes I go back to Marvel versus Capcom two. Um, the old Mortal Kombat games. Um, I play Tekken every once in a while. Guilty Gear Guilty Gear is a big one for me. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. Um, yeah, there's a lot. Street Fighter, Street Fighter Four, Street Fighter Alpha Three. Those are like my favorite two Street Fighter games. But yeah, there's a ton. Like I, I have an entire list I can go down. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Is there? There's always like that kind of that that fighter or that, that someone that you go up against that you kind of just despise. I don't mean a real life, but that person, but I mean a character that you saw like fighting. Is there anyone in King of Fighters or Street Fighter Three or any, any of those games where you, when you, when you have to fight that character? It's like, Ooh. man, why, why had to do this character again? For me, I used to hate fighting um, uh, Akuma back in like Street Fighter, <laughs> like, 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 like four or three, one of those games. I was like, oh, he's, God. He's, over, he's overpowered. Every time he's overpowered. Oh, yeah, he was strong in Street Fighter 4. Yeah. But, oh my God, if, if any of my people are watching this, you already know the answer to this. But for y'all, Athena in, in um, King of Fighters, I hate oh, that character with okay. a passion. <laughs> with a passion. I can't stand this character. I have, I have people I, I hate fighting in every game, but as far as the top, top, top character I hate fighting in anything is Athena. And why, why Athena? What is it about her that just her voice, <laughs> her, <laughs> her constant, her constant projectile throwing, her reflect, Damn. her teleport, and her uppercut? It's, it's a yeah. pain. It's, it's a pain. <laughs> Mainly her voice. <laughs> I love about this is like my best friend back on the on the East Coast is named Athena. So anytime someone says that name, I always like think of her. So for you to say I hate Athena, it's like oh. Like nah, you gotta disassociate. She's subscribed to this channel too. She's like, what did you just say? Right. Like what I do. So I know you talked about how you um you like put a lot of time and effort into your edits for your videos. Um, I'm assuming you're a self-taught editor, right? Yeah, yeah. How did you get into this learning? Did you just watch a bunch of YouTube videos or have a friend that taught you? Or Initially, I, I learned how to edit in um in college, but it was just one intro class that just teach you the, the um, basic stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty much self-taught through a lot of YouTube videos and things like that. Like, I learned um, most of my editing from 2016 um, to now. Like every time I would want to learn how to do a specific thing within my programs, I use um Sony Vegas. So whenever I would learn, want to learn how to use a um, specific thing, I would just have to go to YouTube and just try to implement it from that. Mm-hmm. Like that's like YouTube been my best teacher as far as video editing and audio editing. I swear. YouTube so, University, right on. I swear it's yeah. crazy. YouTube, even with me, um, I taught myself like editing and had a little bit of a mentor with me, but I feel like it's weird how YouTube. It, it it in a way like creates content but then creates content to get more people to create content yeah it's always yeah, all kinds yeah. of information to teach you how to do it yeah. it's insane um but i think it's why it's that snake the ouroboros snake was eating its own tail i swear of. to god <laughs> so in going going back to your music in particular i know you said you rapped a lot in, uh, in school 
and you produce a lot of your own beats. And I want to get into this controversial question. Uh, give, me, give me your give me your top five artists. And they don't have to be rap, they don't have to Woo! be R&B. It's top five artists that you could say either you love or inspirations for what you do and et cetera, et cetera. Top five artists. All Joe, time. time. Joe Button when he was rapping. Damn, I, I, I swear to God, I've never in my life heard anybody have Joe Budden in their top five. That's crazy. It was, it was, a, it was a minute ago. It was only for a minute that he did. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so it was kind of hard. It's so a very narrow window. Man, look, between 2002 and 2000 and maybe whenever Slaughterhouse ended, Joe was my dude. And that's, that's, that might be Jersey bias, but dude was, dude was spitting. You like dude was spitting back then, but there's Joe, Eminem, Mean Girls, Mean Girls soundtrack. Even had him. That's how crazy it was. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, everybody just referred to Pump It Up. I'm like, nah, fuck that. Now you got to listen to his mixtape stuff. Yeah, but there's Joe. Like I said, when he was rapping, not we ain't gonna talk about podcast Joe. Um, there's Eminem, Nas, okay, Jada Kiss, okay. yeah, Jada Kiss. And fourth would probably be it's a tie between Royce of Five Nine and Lloyd Banks. Okay, I like Royce. I love Royce. Yeah, Royce is my it. dude. Yeah, so it's still kind of stayed, and the whole Eminem Royce. Uh, yeah, they can't. Yeah, yeah. So lyrics, bad music. I, I fuck with you already. That's my. I, I have my ignorant shit. Obviously. Oh yeah, of course. You gotta so have like, it every once in a while. Cole JID, I like the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Lyrics are that's my shit. I love the. The difficulty and the technique in it. Are yeah, you, are you still like writing? Right? Are you still writing? So you said you produce a lot more now, but do you still have a, a spark to write every now and then? Every now and again, I might jot something down, but nowhere near is as crazy as it was a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, because that's what I wanted to do. But then at some point, I took a music business class, and then you learn about the music industry, and there's a whole nother can of worms right there. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah this is this, this is not something I want to get myself into. Right. So I right. just rather you know make beats and produce and things like that. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's dope. Fair enough. That's good, man. Smart. That's very smart. Okay. Very cool. Have you worked? Have you had a chance to help other you know aspiring musicians and artists produce their content? As far as like, you know, yeah, music? I used to. I used to um at a previous job back in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. I had a guy that was that was kind of big, like formally big in the music industry behind the scenes and things like that. He worked with a lot of artists, the biggest one being Lauren Hill. What? Um, what? Yeah, he worked uh, big he, he, Yeah, she ruled the 90s, yeah. Yeah, he was on, he was like on tour with her and everything. And I I couldn't argue with it because I saw the tour badge and everything and I saw his accolades. But he, um, he was my mentor for a while back then. He was teaching me a lot more stuff about production and engineering and things like that. Like I used to go to his house after work and he would have this this studio with this huge Behringer board. And was, I'm like the first time I saw, I was like, you have all of this. Why are you working at this, this job with me? What the hell? Right. But yeah, he taught me a lot. And he, I used to um go to his house and help produce other artists that he had there. Um, I've had I've had people come here and record their music here. I've had people um send me stuff that they wanted me to um mix and master and things like that. So yeah, That's I've definitely big. worked with a, with quite a few people. No, no one like really really big, but I worked with some people. That's that's what's up. We may have to hire you ourselves, and yeah, hey. I'm getting some, I'm trying to get some beats from them. I need more music. I can just play with and use what I'm to worry about 
changing pitches and shit on it. I, get I swear to God, I hate having to change a pitch of something I made. I'm like, <laughs> I know how it was supposed to sound, and this is not it. Right. <laughs> right. No, I, I love it. I love it. So, regards to creating your videos, about how long would you say it? Just for fans that kind of maybe interested in your process, about how long does it take you to uh, record, edit, and get a video out? Let's say, like, maybe like a 20 minute video. Um, a 20 minute video. I'm super OCD with my editing. Like, I want to make sure everything is, like, as close to perfect as I possibly can make it. Like, I don't want any dead air. I don't want any, like, unnecessary cuts or have something with, like, too much space in between or something like that. So, for a 20-minute video, I can probably take about 45 minutes to an hour, depending on how much a raw video is. Right. And depending on how much is, you know, there. For a reaction video, those are like super quick. I can do those in like a heartbeat. Right on. But yeah, editing, I I'm, I take my time when I'm editing. Like I'm, I try not to rush that at all. Right. Yeah. Did, did I you, think the, no, go ahead. Uh, no, I was like, did you do a reaction video to King of Fighters 15 when the trailers for that dropped back in the day? Yeah, I've done, I've done a few of them. Oh, okay. Well, I've done almost all of them. Like okay. there, there was, well, aside from the first maybe three or four because I was on a hiatus from YouTube at the time but yeah okay. I've done those and those those are what really got me known in the community like just me right. doing those reactions and covering the game and things like that right. okay very cool now I want to ask you a, a updated question of a you answered this question in a video you did like <clears throat> five six years ago I think now <clears throat> in regards to the top five creators you want to work with i think mm. boy max was in that obviously a lot and um dachi was still in there do you have a, like an updated list of creators you haven't worked with that you want to work with an updated list um damn because by now you may have yeah you may have actually worked with some of them too right i've worked with, i work with a few people yeah um let me see Good God, who am I even watching at this point? I know the main <laughs> person I want to work with is this um guy named Professor Thorgy. He does a lot of fighting game retrospective stuff and a lot of lore-based stuff. So he's like very, very informational. Right. Like I want to work with him at some point. Um, do I have anyone? Otherwise, I would have to go down my my subscription list to even see. Right. Always want to work with Donchi. Like, anytime that. we work together, anytime right. we work together, is is something else. Like I love working with him. Um, but, but not to damn. cut you off in your thought process, but it's, maybe you can combine the two. So you're talking about working with a Donchi, and I know you love a good, good competition, a good fighting game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a, something on our channel called Loose Cannons, which is where we have two competitors go head to head in a uh, debate of kinds of, of sorts, mm-hmm. essentially, and. Uh, so if you're up for it, maybe we have to have, have you come back on and actually do a debate with Donchi about something, whether it be like, you know, who is it? MF, I was going to bring that up. And you just I know. I know. <laughs> it was the perfect time. It was the perfect time to do it. But as far as like who is the better fighter, you or Terry or who has a, you know, the best kind of, you know, uh, ultra move, that kind of stuff, whatever you wanted to be about. But oh, I would, I'm would. i definitely down yeah. for that one. Right on. Right we, on. Have, okay. we have one up and a couple of old ones we did like when we started on Facebook a long time ago. But I think right now we have Donchi and the Masked Man are the two we got scheduled for the next one coming up. And I don't know what they're going to do exactly. I don't want to reveal it, but we try to, one, this biggest thing is it's not toxic. So there's no yelling, no screaming. Yes. Oh, yeah, of course. Do <laughs> uh, it. We try to have it different where it's not just a who would kill who. It's more of a look into, like, I think a long time ago, we did um, 
for me, I, I compete. I did uh, Django from Django Unchained versus uh, Beatrix the Bride about who had the magic backstory. In so the Tarantino world. And he, he, yeah. he debated against me, uh, and, and I won. Damn. We let him lie to you like that. But we love to get you on for that. We love collaborating we with love. more creators, especially black creators. Oh, um, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, love man. To get you on that. Love to get you on that. Um, and, of course, before I know we got it, before we let you go too fast, um, if you yourself uh, were, Rizzy, if you were a character in a uh, fighting game of any kind, what would your signature move be? Everyone that's, has a signature move. That's something I think about all the time. And my friends always saying, I will have a Tim kick. That all right. My dumb ass will have something like Shawn Michaels' sweet chin music, but I'm wearing Tim's. God, that's <laughs> all right. funny. Fair. You know what? I literally was thinking, you know, the Tim thing crossed my mind. But I was literally thinking like a bubble coat body to body like super. It's like pop up off of somebody with a bubble coat. That's oh, oh that's god, like the most Brooklyn signature move ever. I I so it. it doesn't help that I've been watching a lot of wrestling stuff recently. So right. I'm like, this isn't helping right now. <laughs> I know no, you I have love a, you it. have an affinity for Sasha Banks um, in the WWE, but you still have any like favorites that you pay attention to right now? Like most of the stuff I like, I stopped watching wrestling years ago. Mainly the stuff I've been watching has been like old school highlights and certain videos about certain specific events that that are going on in the current world of wrestling. But my old favorites will always be um, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, and um, Sting. Oh, Sting? Okay. Yeah, I used to love his like whole (laughs) makeup and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he became one of my favorites when he changed his makeup. Yeah. Funny enough, another weird, I guess, I was, it's a plug pretty much, but just put out a video over uh, on the movie from the 90s, The Crow. Apparently, mm. Sting got his makeup from that movie. That's where yep. he was from. Yeah. I didn't know yep. that the video. I was like, yeah. damn, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. WWE I mean, if, if you look at it too, the brand with the, from the first one, Brandon, Brandon, Brandon Lee's music makeup, with the, it looks very, very similar actually. Too. Mm. So, yeah. Well, man, we don't want to take up, hold you up all day. Uh, again, thank you for coming on, man. Like, we always, again, you were. We, we wanted to get you on for a minute after uh, yeah. the interview with Don't She. We love your content. We want to promote thank, more thank black you. creators if we can and just collab with more people and get, uh, just get involved with more people in the community that we can collab with. Um, so, yeah, thank you, man. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug before you leave? Any uh, music stuff or any? Obviously, your channel will be, I'll put your channel in the description. Absolutely, anything yeah. else? Mm, okay, we have a um, funny thing. We have a KOF tournament coming up on May 1st. Okay. Mm-hmm. On May 1st is a bunch of it's not even a bunch of pro players, it's a bunch of um people within the KOF community. We're having a team tournament. Right. So I'm gonna be teamed with YouTubers King J and Rufelmonger, and it's gonna be seven other teams having a party Ooh. battle, a party battle <laughs> tournament in KOF 15. So that's gonna be on um Rome himself's channel, twist.tv slash Rome underscore himself. It's going to be there and that's going to be wild. I love <laughs> so, it. I love I'll it. Get the, I'll get his channel link in the description. Then, and yeah, we'll give it the link. Yeah. Uh, is, is this for Ultimate Bragging Rights? More than likely, yeah, but it's also sponsored by SNK. So oh, wow. There are, there are mm-hmm. prizes on the line. Oh, it's legit, legit. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah I'm watching yeah. this. Yeah, I'm going to watch it too, man. All right. That's so. I love it. I love it. I'm trying to not get washed as bad. (laughs) 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 Anyway, thank you for coming on, man. Again, we appreciate you. Thank you so much, man. Thank y'all for having me here. Looking forward to seeing you next time.